Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Good morning. Hey, who's this? This is John. How are you? Hey, John. Um, you, you spent some time incarcerated? 32 years. Did you say 32? I said 32. How old are you now? Like 34? Uh, yeah, I know. Isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> hey, what? Um, 18 to 50. Oh. 10 of it on death row. Wait a and a wrongful conviction. Wait, so you were you were on death row for ten years? Yep. And a wrongful conviction on top of that. So are you are you are you like one of those cases that we see on TV where it was like you were on death row, you were supposed to be executed, and it turns out that you were completely innocent? Pretty much, yeah. No fooling, really? I yeah, I want a writ of actual innocence. I was the first person in Maryland to win a writ of actual innocence. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, book just came out two weeks ago. Oh, oh what's oh. what's the uh, what's the name of the book? It's called Innocent, and I've seen miscarriage of justice. Wow. Hey, so um, I bet you've seen some stuff. Jesus. <laughs> And a little bit. And and I wore contacts when I went in. Oh, my God. How long until you got glasses? Well, it was funny. In the county jail, they actually took me out to Pearl Vision Center and let me get new ones. Oh, Pearl Vision. Walked me through the mall in a three-piece in a year room. Yeah. <laughs> in shackles? Like, after, after that, oh, I was three-piece walking through the Hartford Mall. Wait, three-piece meaning like, yeah, like ankles, wrists, and the chain in between, right? Yeah, three pieces, ankles, you're handcuffed, and then there's a belt chain that keeps your hands down by your waist. Wow. Dude, I have never seen that at the mall. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what I would do. I would immediately follow, though. That's amazing. That was, that was back in the day. I was in 82, I guess, 81, 82. Hey, so the... the God, like the heyday. The <laughs> 80s mall? Yes. <laughs> Well, the reason you can't you can't maintain your contacts is, you know, nobody will issue a contact if they can't measure your eyeball. They got to hit you with that ball of air to get the curvature. Right. And so once the prison, yeah, the prison won't take you out. So um, they do issue glasses, you know. At, right. At that point, they have state glasses which make you look goofy, but you wear them. I was going to ask you about using hemorrhoid cream to start a fire, but I feel like I have ten million other questions. <laughs> well, there's a lot of ways to do that, but what they're really trying to do, and a friend of mine did it in Supermax, which is the ultra maximum security prison in Baltimore. He got out, and what you do is you, you deal with the framework, not the, not the window itself, but the rubber that holds the glass in. He was able to melt that out and take the whole window out and climb out the window, and, and he escaped from Supermax. He escaped from Supermax? Oh yeah, you can Google his name's Harold Dean. 
Okay, Harold would say, how about you shut your mouth and not keep giving my name Be up? cool, man. <laughs> that was Elliot who told you to shut your mouth. <laughs> it's a matter of record. You know, he oh. got caught. You know, it's, it was there was newspaper articles about it. I mean, he escaped from Supermax. Come on. Hey, how how long? Oh, yeah. Tyler found it. At Here the, you go. At the time, the only person ever to escape from that situation. Dude, and your friends with him. Well, you know, <laughs> you spent 32 years. You grew up with a lot of people in mm-hmm. there. Hey, so what did what were you wrongly convicted of, if you don't mind my asking? I mean, if you're on death row, you were wrongly convicted of killing somebody. Right. It was a double homicide, drug-related uh, Memorial Day murders is what they called it. And you had nothing to do with it, but you ended up going to jail. And so did that did, did that organization pick up your case? Well, not really. No, I had a great law firm right in D.C., Ropes and Gray. Um, they've been with me now over 35 years, but, um, and slight involvement from the national innocence project as well. The one Barry Sheck and Peter Neufeld created up in New York. Right. So affiliated with that a little bit, but it was my, it was my law firm that got me out. Hey, did you, um, did it get to a point over 32 years where you felt like, and I mean, to use the word frustrated is ridiculous, but did you get to a point where you were like, I'm never, I'm going to die in here. I'm going to be executed in here. I'm never getting out of here. There was, I mean, obviously you have your moments. There was a point in time where, yeah, the frustration level hit. Because I did a lot of programming. You know, I, I had my wake up moment back in the early 80s. Got involved with the self-help organizations that were in there. I became the president of a local JC chapter that was in there. Oh, wow. Um, was doing all the right things. And then, you know, I don't know, 15, maybe somewhere between a 15, 20 year mark. They decided to raid their own prison. They came in there with 900 police, surrounded the prison, all to extract one guy that they called the Godfather that was supposedly running the prison. And they sent 50 of us to Supermax. And I was one of them. In fact, I was the only white guy out of 50 that got sent to Supermax for a year and a half. So at that point, it was like, why the, you know, why the F am I doing any of this, you know, positive stuff. But, you know, I maintain that, and I, you know, even to this day, I still take tours back into prison just to show them, you know, what the men and the women are doing in reentry. Because I, I kind of work in those lanes out here. I, I ran one of the largest community-based reentry programs for five years out here. You know what? Good for you. I bet you've seen some Man. gnarly stuff, though, that you can't forget. Oh, I've seen it all. I've seen shootouts on the wall. You know, I just, you know, riots, everything. I was there both times in Maryland where officers were, you know, correctional officers were killed, were stabbed to death in one in the penitentiary and one in the cut. So, I, yeah, I've seen it. How many, like, and early on, were, were you just, like, in fights nonstop? Not really. I mean, it's about establishing yourself from the get-go. You, you, you establish how it's going to be for you, you know, and, you know, of course, you're going to get tried or tested, and it's all on how you react. Like one of the earlier callers said, you know, you don't do, you know, once you do one thing, you know, you're stuck. So if you represent yourself and let it be known, that's how it's going to be. And, you know, I walked in the door with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I shouldn't have been there for what I was accused of. I had two death penalties in 21 years. So, you know, I was kind of not to be effed with. Right. Wow, that's something. But again, you know, this guy's. There's guys in there doing five life sentences. They don't care how much time you got, you know. Right. No, that's a good point. Hey, how um how hard was it getting out? I mean, I'm sure it was great. Don't get me wrong. Uh-oh. But how hard was it? 
well, it's hard to get out, period. It took 32 years to do it. No, no, but you know what I mean. Like, once you got out, (laughs) once you got out, how hard was it? That that was, I was very blessed. I mean, I I was able to launch a career pretty quickly. Um, You know, I just, I I had a great network that I built up while I was in there. And, um, you know, I landed on my feet in that regard. But I also came home. When I won the writ of actual innocence, I came home on bail. It cost me a half a million dollars cash to come home. Half a million dollars cash? Yep. It involved the prosecutor in my case who had withheld evidence and covered, you know, everything up for... He he actually was told by the FBI that there were problems in my case, and he covered it up for another 14 years. And then when I came home, I was given a new trial, which was handed to him to decide what happened next. So for the first four years I was home, I was actually on bail facing another trial, and he was trying to send me back. And long story short on that, they ended up disbarring him for what wow. he did in my case. And that's only, the, that's only the fifth time in the United States they've ever gone after a prosecutor and disbarred him. Interesting. So that was kind of huge, too, yeah. I feel like I want to read your book. I'll say that. I don't know if I will, but I say that. I'd be very interested in it. I feel like I want to read your book. Well, you can Google me, and then you can decide. My last name's Huffington. Huffington? Like you don't have a free copy or something you can send me? What? (laughs) As if we buy it, it seems like a favor. (laughs) Then then you have us. Come on, it's only thirteen ninety five. I mean, come on. Come on. I, I can send you one. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, dude, it's very nice to uh, it's very nice to talk to you. Here's what I want to do. I want to get some info from you. I want you to be like my uh, my resident prison expert in case I need you from time to time. That'll work. Hey, you got it, my friend. Hold tight one second, okay? All right. You have a good day. Hey, you do the same. Don't hang up. How about that? Oh my god. I know, dude. Thirty two years, death row. Death row. Man. A long time. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts.